Welcome to another... Welcome to Pottercast, the official podcast of the Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. And now, Leaky's own, Melissa and Ellie. Hi everyone and welcome to Pottercast number 10. We can't believe we're up to our 10th one of these shows. We've had so much fun over the past weeks putting these together and we hope you've had at least a fraction of the fun that we've had. Uh, so on to the show. This week we'll hear from director of from the director of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, Mike Newell, in our Extendable Ears segment. He'll be the voice of Extendable Ears, most of it anyway, as we approach the film, which comes out on November 18th. This week's modcast is about Potter parties and the upcoming holiday of Halloween, which is special to a lot of Harry Potter fans. And our fan interview is with one of the elves who works so hard on our transcriptions every week. This week's mailbag segment is entirely taken up with your hilarious song voicemails that you've been sending us all week. All week. And there were just so many that we couldn't play them all. We've put some extra into another file, which will show up as a subscriber exclusive later in the week. So keep an eye out for that. That's all we've got to tell you right now. So on to the show with Sue's News. Listening to the news again? As if a normal boy cares what's on the news. Hello, everyone. Sue Upton here with you. Harry Potter News Recap for you. There was so much news this week, and it was all about films for the most part. We learned that Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix will, in fact, be filmed in the U.K. There had been earlier reports that the WB was considering filming in places like Prague overseas, but, in fact, the film is going to be now filmed in the U.K. Turning now to Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire film news, there was a great deal of it, as you can imagine, as we are now a few short weeks from the release of the movie. We did see many new pictures again. In fact, we even finally got to see one, to my great joy and happiness, one of Lucius Malfoy. Yes, Jason Isaacs is back as Lucius Malfoy in the film, and we saw a great one of him. We also saw many new, very good quality high-res photos, courtesy of WB, including some of Hagrid and Madame Maxine, Fleur, Dumbledore at the Pensive, there's one of the mermaid. There's more of Moody. There's so many great photos. Please be sure and give our website a look over if you want to see all these before the movie. They're wonderful photos. WB has also updated the UK and the US websites for the film Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. And we also got to see a bit of a preview of the Yule Ball section, which is going to open up soon on the website. So for that preview, and check out the beautiful music and the gorgeous photography, and the set looks gorgeous, so that's a lot of fun to take a peek at. Turning now to interviews, there were many more interviews as the official Goblet of Fire press conference took place the other day in London. Our own Melissa Anelli took part in the conference and was able to ask some questions of producer David Heyman. Mike Newell was there. Many of the younger cast members were also in attendance, including actor Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, and Rupert Grint, as well as the new younger actors in the film. We also did learn a bit of a tidbit that screenwriter Steve Cloves will return for Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince film. He is not working on the fifth film, but he will be back for the sixth. Our wonderful transcript elves have made a nice transcript of all these questions that took place and you can read all the information and all the answers and questions on our website. We did hear more a bit about the rating for Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, which has received a PG-13 here in the United States and a 12A rating in the UK. 
These ratings were given due to the more intense nature of the movie, including the rebirth scene at the end of the movie with and the confrontation with Voldemort and all those events, and also some other disturbing images. So parents in particular who have concerns about these images might would like to read these articles. We learned that actor Daniel Radcliffe will be appearing on MTV on the TRL show on November 11th, which is their live broadcast show on MTV weekdays at 5 p.m. here in the United States on the East Coast. This is very exciting as this is the day before the Goblet premiere here in the United States. So a lot of fans are very anxious about that, and I'm sure they'll be all excited to see Mr. Radcliffe here in the United States. Finally, late tonight, we got to hear from AOL, and they have now posted the entire soundtrack to Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. This wonderful score is available for you to listen, and you can find the links on our website. It also does include three of the songs from the Weird Sisters 2, which are quite fun, including Do the Hippogriff, and I know we're all going to be jamming to that one. I personally enjoy that very much. Mow, 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 do the mow, 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 flying off a cliff, yeah, getting down. But the score is quite wonderful, too, and I don't think you'll be disappointed, so give it a listen, and I'm sure you will enjoy it. The soundtrack will be released on November 15th, and you can pre-order it via our cauldron shop. Well, there is a great deal more in our podcast, so let's get right to it. For all your news and information, please be sure to check out our website, which is updated daily. And now, on with the show. Hello, and we are back. We are back with lots of news, and we are joined by the ever-lovely Melissa Anelli. Hello. Hello, hello. And who else is here? Who's that guy over there? That good-looking guy? Hey. It's John, everyone. Hello, John. Hey, everybody. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't take it anymore. I can't take the suspense. I I know we're supposed Uh-oh. to talk about news right now. I know it. I know it, what? but I just got a phone call right this second from Warner Brothers. Oh, no. Oh, yeah? I've got some news for you guys. News? What kind of news? What? Well, um, you know oh. that event on November 12th, you know, the premiere, how yeah. we said we were oh, going to be inside yeah, premiere, and, sure. and going to it and reporting back and all that stuff. Well, yeah. um, well no. I'm not going to be going to the Goblet <gasps> no. of Fire premiere in New York. You're no, not. I'm not. I, I just, I can't. I can't go when we have two tickets and I want you guys to have them. Oh! Ah, what? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I get to go? Yeah. Oh my god. Awesome. I, 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 hearing your voices right now is. Oh. No way. I swear. No way. (laughs) Come on. Seriously? Yes, you guys are going to the Goblet of Fire premiere. Oh my god. (laughs) Breathe, breathe. Breathe. Are you serious? Are you serious? Yes. I will be setting up for the podcast (laughs) in the meantime. I'm going to be over oh at the God. Union Square, Barnes no. & Noble. Yeah. I'm so excited to hear what you guys have to say about it. I, I, I just... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I just... I can't believe <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I wanted to record telling you guys because I knew it would be this great. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I mean, literally, just That's the second, awful. I came home to record, and I got a phone call right as you guys were calling me to start recording. And it was the lady from Warner Brothers who said she had good news. And I was expecting that to mean one ticket because we've been, they've been fighting for fighting for these tickets. Um, yeah. And oh, I was expecting the most we were going to get was one. But she said that, no, we, we, we got yeah. two. Uh, that lady is one awesome, beautiful, Yes, we love you, Warner cool Brothers. Lady. <laughs> Warner Brothers lady. Morgan, that also has two. So they'll be sending two people inside to the premiere. Very cool. 
And there are two tickets that are going to be other tickets that are going to be distributed in a um I don't know however she sees fit however they see fit they they've got to think about that but um yeah guys so the live podcast we will have some real reports from, <laughs> from yes. the premiere yes I will take oh, close notes and attention to the film. I will make sure he gets it right too, the right characters and everything. Yes. It's gonna be great. You guys are gonna be so good as dates. Hey, Susie. Oh, oh, oh I know. What, oh, what color you know are what? you wearing, He's... Susie? Uh, <laughs> well, I'll probably be wearing either black or gold it's for some strange reason. I don't know. Oh gosh. Oh, oh so oh, if you God, go to this thing looking like a bumblebee, I'm gonna take your ticket. <laughs> oh, bumblebee, Hufflepuff, Susie. baby. Hufflepuff. No, I won't. I won't embarrass you. I won't embarrass you. Oh my god! Although I will cry though, John. Watch out. Uh, that's oh, all right. No. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Do we have? Is there any other news that we can possibly talk about, or have I just ruined you guys completely? Uh, I oh, think, let me think. I, I have no idea. My well, mind. why don't we talk about the interviews from the? I'm gonna carry this now. Why don't we talk about the oh, interviews yes. from the press junket? Yes. How oh. awesome was that? You did a great job. <laughs> you did a great job. <laughs> People keep emailing. You know, like me asking me how my trip was, and I keep saying, "Did you did you read? I was on the phone. <laughs> I wasn't there. The only fans I had to go was um, VeritaSerum.com because he just decided he was going to go no matter what, and I was not going to go over there uh, yeah. when I'm going over there next week. I was not going to go over there twice there in two go. weeks for a couple of interviews. Um, Ooh, wait, hmm? that's a scoop. Did you hear that, everyone? That's a scoop oh yes, yes, I will be going. I'll be covering um, the premiere from the red carpet on Lon- in London. There girl. And Ooh, yeah, I have to borrow cool. a cameraman. <laughs> I don't have Emerson said he'd lend me one. I'm sure he's got staff over there somewhere. Shit. <laughs> lend me a cameraman. Yeah. Um so that's gonna oh, be exciting. exciting. But what did you guys think of everything that the that the people had to say at the Oh you know what I'm oh, talking I about. Oh, I wish I read all of it. Oh. <laughs> I haven't gotten to read all of it yet. Oh, there was a lot of good, good quotes, I thought. I thought Mr. Newell was very interesting, and Mr. Heyman. Well, speaking of Mr. Newell, we've got more from Mike Newell this week on Herd. Yes, we do. Yes. Oh. We've got um, an interview with him, and um, yeah, I thought that interview was fascinating um, to hear Mike Newell, first of all, because we haven't heard much from him, and that Steve Clovis is coming back for book six. Right. Yeah, that's big news. Huge. Yes. That that we all sort of missed when we first heard it. I was on the I was on Skype yeah. with Andrew from Melanet at the time, and when somebody asked Fleur uh, or what Clamance, um her age, Clemence. we just yeah. we just I would each other. We were just like, can we oh. please kill this reporter, please? Because you're, uh, this is the thing: right. you have twenty minutes with these people and a hundred journalists. Everybody's got a question. Yeah. How do they ask how old they are? How do you waste yeah. five minutes of everybody's time? I know, like. I know, like about all the things you could ask. Yeah. And it, it's in the show <laughs> notes, and, and you know, it's know. the show notes, the uh, the the movie notes, you it's know, in the production notes, it's in. Yeah. It's just no reason. Yeah. Well. Funny. I know, but there was some good stuff though. Do you guys feel as yeah, I do that we're just really so like just exciting. coming up to it now? It's getting exciting. I can't believe how close it is now. Yes. Is it like two weeks and a few days? Two weeks and a few days. Why don't you check your widget and I tell think me? So. <laughs> How about that widget, by the way? Oh, that's right. The new one. <gasps> it's so cool. The new one is really, 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 really oh. It's an Apple staff favorite, and it's on the top 50 downloads at, um, yeah, at Apple. Is it I love really? Apple. Yeah, that one's kicking butt. I love so- Apple, man. Apple, we love you. Apple, yeah, Apple. I would love Apple if I had an Apple. <laughs> Maybe they want to send me an Apple. 
That, then I would say apple in every other sentence in the rest of the podcast. You guys have put me Beautiful. in a good mood. Your, your oh excitement gosh. has put me in a very good mood. <laughs> oh, I can't. Unless I'm dancing around. Oh, my God, this is terrible. I'm just like, I'm dancing around on my laptop right now. It's a good thing I have long cords. I hope nobody is listening to this right now because I'm going to keep a lookout for you guys and, like, bar the entrance. They will find us. <laughs> they will find us. We'll either be they in will. a leaky shirt or a powder cash shirt. Powder cash shirt? Yes. Jeez, are those maybe on the way? Pottercast shirts could very well be they on the way. They might be on, and leaky shirts might be on the way. We've been getting asked for leaky shirts really? for years. Uh, Wiz is, it's one hell of a leaky shirt, yeah. too. Oh, boy. By somebody who we will introduce very That's shortly, huh? Awesome. Yes, a very a, a mystery new staff edition that you'll all hear about shortly that you probably already know who she is. You probably do. If you keep up with the fandom. She's, uh, she's amazing, actually. She's so, brilliant. what else do we got to talk about, guys? Yes. I was talking about the soundtrack, that beautiful well, piece of work there. Well, Patrick Doyle. Yeah. Oh, my God. Was it not? Was Good he brilliant? God. That, what he a soundtrack. That soundtrack, wasn't it? It was just gorgeous. There were so many different what? facets. To, I can't decide which is my favorite. You know, the Hogwarts hymn was the brilliant. That's surprising. Cedric made me cry. Go figure. <laughs> Shocker. I know. It was. But it was so well done, you know. There's so much more, you know. I mean, they were talking. I like John Williams, you know. But this soundtrack. I just, you know, it's our fourth film. And this is sort of like taking a a big breath of fresh air. I mean, we've been listening to the same music for five years now. It's time. It it was time for this. John Williams, you're awesome. Your career is amazing. But we needed a new sound here. I mean, I love John Williams. I've got CDs that are all John Williams (laughs) <laughs> CDs from all of his scores from the movies he's done and you know I was the first to be disappointed when I heard that he wasn't coming back for this but wow I I don't think I've heard Doyle's stuff before other than this movie but man that's that's just incredible those those tracks it wasn't it and yes Hedwig's theme is in there but there's yeah. a lot of new themes he's got going little yeah. motifs he's got throughout the soundtrack yeah. it's just so well done just Wow, and the little the music. I my I think my favorite yeah. parts though were the Quidditch World Cup when you had the little Irish music going, and then the boom yeah. boom boom, yeah. and then the Durmstrang oh, yeah. music. It that sounds cool. like German in the trailer, right? You know, oh, I mean, it, cool. it, it, it works for, the, for a World Cup song. Yeah, you know, got those oh, drums it's going. Awesome. Boom, so yeah, that inspired me to change all of the music in the Pottercast. You did. New... I haven't heard this yep. yet. You did. Yes, yes all of the transitions will be will now have. Uh, the fourth movie music in them. Look at John to working give you it all out. A little taste. Oh yeah. John, you Woo. work so freaking hard. I... Oh come on, everybody oh, does. He do- I mean, yes, he does. Uh, no, well, you do. I wouldn't have you I didn't love you guys so much. Team. All you crazy fodder, fodder fans, fodder fans. That oh, so you love me, so you don't need that premiere ticket. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just so happy because you guys put in so much every single day, and I've wanted to give you guys something big, and I'm really happy. I'm really happy. Oh, golly. Hopefully, hopefully I can weasel my way into a screening before then, so I will have seen the movie. Yeah. Do you think we'll get kicked out if uh, we... Hey, Rupert! And then he turns around from, from the third row of the, of the theater. And and just continue to do that throughout the whole movie. Just yell out people's names. Have you to turn might around you might get kicked off leaky if you do that. 
<laughs> just... Oh, oh, oh! Here's oh. so that this means we perfect. can't let like, me throw I'll him buy a bubble net or, shirt. You know, oh my god! And wear that to the thing, and then I'll act like an idiot. Oh my god! And, <laughs> and I officially I'll, I'll apologize to the bubble net boys for that comment. <laughs> officially. <laughs> Oh, they don't need apologies after what they did to us last in their last podcast, <laughs> telling us how much we stink. Oh, gee, we didn't do anything and to them before that. <laughs> oh, that's true. Hey, they were doing oh, us yes, a favor Melissa, last time, man. That? We weren't bad mouthing them. <laughs> people, hey, some people know. actually took that really seriously and like sent us emails like, "You have a pathetic And some um, some people actually sent Andrew emails that said, "I'm now voting for you. I hadn't voted for you yet, but now I'm voting for you because." <laughs> Lucky Cauldron was mean to do that to you. Guys, we put that in there because it made us laugh so hard. And they laughed. The the boys laughed, too. Sometimes it's not about, yeah, it's not about making you guys laugh. Sometimes it's about making (laughs) us laugh. After all the hours that go into this thing, sometimes it's about us. We do it all for John (laughs) Noe. I was heavily amused by razzing on those clowns. Uh, there's speaking of music, we have a lot. So, all right, have a good time. Go, go. Whee! Yeah, a lot, lot of good music. Make sure yes. if you like all the little bits you hear, we're gonna play as much as we can without getting yelled at by Warner Brothers. But you go out there and buy that thing because we have it in our cauldron shop and it's super easy. Yes, pre-order it. Pre-order it. It's coming out November fifteenth. It's gonna be great. Awesome. You awesome, already awesome. did the hippogriff. You and, didn't know about it yet, right, but I spliced be doing in the your hippogriff, hippogriff song into the, the news podcast. thing. They, they already heard it. Uh, they already heard it. <laughs> No! Oh my god, no! No! What? Oh my god! I'm dying! No, I'm leaving! They already heard it. But yeah, moving on. Oh my god, I'm so embarrassed! No! (laughs) Moving on, here we go. In the Fan Corner, a one-on-one interview with a new lucky fan each week. Not me! Not Hermione, you. Hi, everyone. This is Doris Herman. Uh, welcome to the Fan Corner. I am here today with Tim, who is better known as Trazam in the lounge. How are you doing today, Tim? I am doing very well. And yourself? Oh, I'm doing really good. And you had written about, and, this, and I thought this was really interesting. This is something that no one else has talked about. Um, Sir Nicholas and the Death Day Party. And I, I thought that was fascinating. Halloween is coming up. And it, there was kind of a little bit of a tie-in with the ghost. And, of course, his Death Day was on um, Halloween. It was on October 31st. So could you tell us a little bit about what you wrote about? I think people would be interested in it. Well, first off, I find Sir Nicholas a little bit on the fascinating side. Uh, he's an oxymoron on his own. I, we learn on later on in Order of the Phoenix he says, I was afraid of death. I chose to remain behind, which I guess would make him a cowardly Gryffindor ghost. And then you have to wonder, what did he do to get hit in the neck 44 times with a blunt axe? I mean, first off, it might have well been a spoon, but second off, somebody must have been upset with him. <laughs> and they didn't do a very good job of it, did they? Well, no, they didn't. I mean, one more hit. One more hit would have done him a great favor. Yeah, it would have been. He'd have been a much happier ghost. Tell me your ideas on the headless hunt. I don't like them. They're such a pompous group of people. I mean, yeah, you got beheaded, but does that really mean you have to walk in and start holding your head up and making jokes like that? It's, it's, they're, they're like the rude people who just decide that they want to make the party their own, even though it's not for them. I mean, they show up half fashionably late, they mock the host, they interrupt his speech, and then they start playing a game in the middle of it and just ruins the party for him. 
Yeah. Another thing that I know that I wanted to talk to you about is uh, we've had several people ask us how the transcripts are made and uh, what goes on after the Pottercast is aired, and you are also lucky enough to be one of our transcription elves, and that's really kind of how we got to know each other. So I thought that to answer all those people's questions about how we do it, I thought that you would be great at just explaining it since you do it firsthand. Okay, well, first off, before the podcast or the podcast is released, Kim M. Parker stops by um, and gives us our assignments, and Doris helps out with those as well. Pretty much, we break the podcast down by various segments. Uh, the longer segments, the more difficult segments to transcribe. We get more than one elf, and some of the easier ones, like the introduction and the end, normally get just one elf for them. Now, once we get those assignments, uh, the elves who are responsible for each individual segment would go through, and we just kind of discuss how we want to break them up. Um, then, after all that's done, and I ha- would have, for example, my assignments of what I'm working on, I would do a quick first listen through of the podcast. First off, because I want to enjoy it. And after listening to certain portions many, many times, it, it, while I enjoy listening, it just takes, it takes away from the overall appeal. Um, then after I do that first listen through, I'll listen through my sections really quick, looking for things, spellings I need to know, names I ought to get ahead of time, or maybe helpful links to websites, so that way I have them handy as I'm transcribing. Once it actually gets into the transcription part, I'll do it in small snippets. And then after I go through it the first time, I'll go back and do it again or two or three times just to make sure I have the details there and I have everything down. Once that's done, I move on to the next one and just keep on moving over and over through that. And then once it's all done, we submit it to Doris or Alex, and they do all the editing and proofing and compilation, as well as with help from Kim and some of the elves who decide that they want to kind of help out with that. And in the end, we send it to the editors, and they put it up as soon as they get the chance. Cool. So I'm, I'm curious, how long does it take you from the minute you get the cast until you send in your particular portion, which is usually only, what, 10 or 15 minutes, right? Somewhere about there, yeah. It'll take somewhere between an hour to an hour and a half, yet again, depending on how difficult it is or what sort of extra stuff I have to do for it. You said that, um, do you ever get tired of hearing her voices? I've always wondered that. I wasn't going to ask you this, and then you said something about it losing your appeal after a while. I thought, God, do you get tired of hearing us? You know, the voices are fine. You guys are all energetic people, and you're fun to listen to, or else I you know, wouldn't be listening to it in the first place. And, you know, as long as you don't repeat yourself 20 times in the course of one thing, which has never happened before, don't see any problem with it. Good. And now, the way you guys work together, I, because I get to witness it, it's really cool. Y'all really have sort of made yourselves in your own little family. And you've made some pretty close relationships with people through the elves, haven't you? Oh, I definitely have a couple friends in the elves, and there are other people that I do enjoy working with. Uh, in fact, I enjoy working with them all. I shouldn't say a couple people. I like working with them all. We're just a great, we're a great team. We um, we talk together. And Oh, I also have a request I'm supposed to pass on. We want tea towels, clean tea towels, please. We've been wearing the same one for too long. No, no, no. I think you guys should just stick with what we gave you. And no clothes. Definitely no clothes. We wouldn't want clothes, but maybe we could get a logo or something, because, you know, the Hogwarts elves, they get logos on theirs, and we're just kind of left out. Oh, well, we'll have to ask the big cheese for that, because that's, okay. that's definitely her department. Okay. But, but um, well, that's really cool. I, I, I guess I, I know what I do, but I, I never really thought about how long it took you guys. Um, so you're going to New York, I hear. I am going to New York. I cannot wait. 
That's good. You're going to be at the live podcast, and uh, you're going to be delivering coffee to me. Yes. Right? Well, to you and whoever else I'm assigned to, because, well, I'm a coffee runner. That's what I volunteered to do. Coffee runner and, and burritos, right? You're in charge of bringing food? Well, cookies and, you know, other stuff, and I'll try to do burritos. Good, because it's going to be cold in New York, and I'm not looking forward to the cold weather. Well, thanks, Tim. I appreciate you coming on and uh, explaining to us a little bit about what the transcription elves do and talking about the death day party. And I, I look forward to meeting you in person in New York. I'm looking forward to meet, meeting you and all the Pottercast staff and whoever else decides to actually want to talk to me. So, <laughs> Well, on that note, thank you guys for listening uh, to In the Fan Corner, and we appreciate you uh, coming and listening to us and talking to us today, Tim, and all the work that you and all the elves do um, is so valuable to our readers and to our listeners. Thanks, Tim. And now, straight from the Leaky Lounge, this week's Modcast. Oh, yeah, we are in trouble. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Modcast. This is Kathy, also known as Anguinia at the Leaky Lounge. I'm coming to you from Kansas City. Hi, this is Doris Herman, or Darcy, coming to you from Friendswood, Texas. This is Brita Peterson, known as Brita.com in the Lounge. I'm in Cupertino, California. And hi, this is Kim M. Parker, coming to you from Southern Maryland. Today we are going to talk a little bit with Halloween and the Goblet of Fire premiere on the horizon. We're going to talk a little bit about how to plan the perfect Halloween party and how to make it potterized and fun. If you want help after you've checked us out, and go look for potterparties.com where we have lots of recipes and decorations and costume ideas. But we also have the Potter and Party Period Planner Extraordinaire Brita with us who can help us come up with some good ideas. <laughs> As opposed to those of us who go buy everything. <laughs> or, or who put one whole recipe up on Potter Parties because it's the only thing they're allowed to bring to events. What, you put, you put macaroni and cheese up on <laughs> Well, no, I put my coffee. It's up there as Hagrid's Tasty Rock I coffee. thought it was going to be bag of chips. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only dessert I'm allowed to bring to events. You can elaborate things on, on purchase stuff. You see all the, the little the super easy ones that I posted, like the spicy bat wings and things where you just take mm-hmm. a frozen bag of honey barbecue wings and just call them in creative name. You know, I did that too. I, I had um, Snape's toadstools yeah. I put up there, which are really just stuffed mushroom caps, which mm-hmm. are so easy to make. Do you do little like signage for it? You're for your snacks, do you like, you know, ink out like the name of what the things are? I've done signage for my Halloween parties. My mini party last year for Prisoner of Azkaban, um, and we just, you know, came back after the movie to my place. I actually got my little printouts on little wand toothpicks that I stuck into the food that time. I want to go to a party at Brita's. <laughs> Definitely. I know. Brita, can we come to your house yes, for Halloween? Get yourself to California. <laughs> you know, that's not a bad mm-hmm. idea. I I'm may not do too that. far from the Santa We'll just Bay get Airport. the big leaky bus together. <laughs> <laughs> what a great idea. I don't know if I want to ride on hey. a leaky bus. <laughs> as long as John knows he's not. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I don't trust idea. him. Well, I'm looking forward. This is the first year that I've lived in a neighborhood full of kids. I think I'm the only house on my row of townhouses that doesn't have a kid in it. I'm going to go decorate the front of my house for Halloween. And the closest thing to a party will be me sitting in the front yard in my simple simple costume. No, 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 no. Kim, this is your chance. You just moved into a new place. You can put up 
permanent walls like Rita has. Yeah, really. <laughs> now this is the time to do it before your furniture is in there. Wouldn't as be great? soon as I can own my own place, I am going to do a castle effect inside my house. I'm not kidding. I have a castle effect in my bedroom. Cool. It's very cool. I think we just learned something about uh, <laughs> there. All those, all those well, chains are just it, for decoration. It was my decorator who did it. <laughs> okay, let's go to a potter party. Speaking of decorations, one thing that I've done, not at a party, but in a classroom is floating mm-hmm. books from the mm-hmm. ceiling and that is such an easy neat effect and when I saw somebody else actually turned that in as a decoration I thought oh my gosh you know I never thought about doing that at a party but you really just take construction paper and you paint it with plain glue and you glue little jewels on it and you hang it from your ceiling with uh, fishing mm-hmm. wire it's so simple but it's very cool, and you kind of get this neat little floating book effect above your head. It really is a cool look like a charms like a classroom or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, I really like how Brita has um, done the themed corners, you know, to kind of like, so that even if you didn't have a lot of space, you didn't have to turn your entire house. You could just turn little corners to, you know, kind yeah, of exactly. evoke. And, and you always want to have room for your guests to still be at your party. Instead of just decorations everywhere, <laughs> I do. Oh. I mean, we have people. We can't just enjoy the, the drinks and the food on our own. Well, I can do that too. Kathy, but, um, <laughs> hello. <laughs> we know you tried the real butter beer. Mm. The real butter beer is not that strong. It is really your good. real butter beer is not that strong. When I tried to start and sat down to say, what would I make butterbeer out of? I thought of butterscotch schnapps and cream soda. And just about the first proportion I tried was one part to seven parts, one part Uh schnapps to seven parts cream soda. And that was a perfect taste. That was exactly what I had imagined. There's a little bit of warmth in the schnapps. Very buttery. And the cream soda. I went, well, Mm -hmm. there it is. There wasn't a whole afternoon of... How about four to one? No, there wasn't. <laughs> I tried one to eight because that's easier to use a whole two liter bottle of cream soda versus one cup of schnapps. And right. I did that for the second batch during the party and they could tell the difference. Like a real bartender, you're cutting the drinks by the <laughs> end of the party. Down. <laughs> down the butter beer. There's at least, I think, like three or four different recipes on butter parties for kid-friendly butter beer. Yeah, too. I made the one that's made with honey, cream soda, and actual butter, and it's very rich. It's better warm than it is. Actually, it's not mm. good cold. It's it's supposed to be served warm. It was really good, too. It was just so rich that after you drink mm. a little bit of it, you know, you're kind of full. But it has a good taste to it, very warm. And Well, on the other end of that is I actually found sugar-free Tarani syrup English toffee flavor. And that was wow. diet cream soda. It gives you zero-calorie and non-alcoholic <laughs> butter beer. For all your Weight Watcher friends. Ooh, we have to try that. Mm-hmm. I'm getting ideas for New York. There you go. Halloween. Yes, we do have <laughs> Exactly. I was thinking, oh, in New York, in Puffin's apartment, we're going to have Diet Butterbeer. Well, yeah, we're going to want something warm while we're standing out on the street. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Well, if you make it with a schnapps, it'll yes, be warm. It will be very cold. And we'll be highly amusing by the time the podcast starts. <laughs> Look for us, everyone. When we start our, we'll give a little <laughs> bit of <laughs> doubt. And don't watch at us. So, Kathy, did you make any of the recipes you know, I or anything? I have not. The, from Potterparties.com. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. Like the rest of us, she spent all that time working oh and gosh. never quite got to I actually, well, I, the closest I've ever come is Joan's uh, Soda. This uh, this Halloween, they've got this little, these little cans out of uh, candy corn soda that, to me, tastes like what I expected butterbeer to taste like. They're very honey, very heavy, but not quite as heavy as it sounds like that eggnoggy heaviness that mm-hmm. your drink had, but very sweet. Well, and the other thing with Halloween coming, worked our way through the food and drinks, is mm-hmm. everybody thinking costumes. Yeah. And costumes can be everything from 
the elaborate uh, things that we've seen some people do to, you know, going, I saw the Harry Potter costumes in Target last night mm-hmm. with, I might add, the Harry Potter Christmas decorations yeah. already up. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you can do that. You can also really simple, like for this year for Halloween, I'm working the red hair, loving my, my new red hair, mm-hmm. and um, decided to be Ginny because I'm not particularly creative and I don't have time and I need a costume I can run after a couple hundred 10-year-olds, 8-year-olds <laughs> in. So I'm going to take our, our leaky staff shirt, which is a Quidditch jersey, and I'm duct taping over my name, and I'm going to put Ginny's name on the back. That way my Halloween costume, all set, and I can wear it with jeans and sneakers. I haven't decided what it <laughs> says yet. Yeah, it's going to be Ginny or G Potter. I haven't decided yet. She might have kept her name. She might have. I mean, because I'm a little bit older She's than an Jeannie, Jeannie would be. She's an independent girl. I'm going as a Bellatrix. I was is, Bellatrix you know, for July. I know. Mm-hmm. I, I was too. So and I'm didn't, didn't somebody's son say something costume, about so. their costume? Yeah. He doesn't like your Bellatrix costume. No, it has leather <laughs> pants. The rest of us Wow, you know, I hadn't really, I hadn't really pictured her in leather pants. Well, I actually, um, just these are, they're just black. I mean, they're real, they're nice, dressy looking pants, but, um, yeah, <laughs> she it, looked great. Leather pants though. would be very practical. But for I'm going to wear them. You could just wipe off stains. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Fox blood, whatever. Of Get the blood off of it. <laughs> well, you know, I thought of something to move around in for Bellatrix. And yeah, she's not going to be in a fussy, fancy thing. She's going to want to get her business done. So I wore pants and I wore a little kind of corset bodice top that was actually comfortable to move in, plus my cloak. And one of the six black wigs that I own. <laughs> There's a blue wig coming too, isn't there? The blue well, wig my is hair's yarn. Pretty dark. Yes. That's for Corpse Bride. That's what I'm going to be for Halloween. Oh, that's going to be fun. It's a great I one. painted oh, my bony hand uh, the other night. So my bony I arm, saw that. Yeah. I saw your pictures. Oh, you saw, yeah, on Live Journal. <laughs> Way more creative than me. You have the jeans and the t shirt costume and the. Painting elaborate. Well, that's actually the funny thing. For all my Harry Potter costumes, it's not been an elaborate creation of mine. I've been Fleur Delacour the first time. So I just found a thrift store skirt and shirt. I had long blonde hair at the time, so I just cut <laughs> my own hair, made myself a wand, so it was Fleur. <laughs> and then I was British Skeeter, and I was planning on making a huge elaborate turquoise crushed velvet and, yeah. you know, kind of like a lapel collar robe. Come on, Death Eater, what are you doing? And then I went to the thrift store and I found. For $7, this crushed velvet black bathrobe with magenta leopard print lapel collar. That somebody was just wearing as a regular that, thing. Exactly. That wasn't a costume who, for them. Who had that to actually give it to the first floor in the first place? You're I not. Wondered, but I had Happy to, Mother's I just, Day. Just, exactly. Well, there's Rita Skeeter right there. I can't not buy that and wear it. You know, so. Wow. <laughs> yeah, are we surprised? Well, I've been toying with, you know, they have like some really nice, simple schoolgirl uniforms that like pennies. You know, I'm not going to be able to pull off like Bellatrix yeah. Lestrade, <laughs> I hate to tell you. I'm more of a Millicent Bulstrode, really. Oh, come on. Plus, it goes with my snapish look and my snapish hair. And he's my, you know, thing. So, is out of this world. I, I withhold <laughs> further information on that subject. <laughs> okay, so moving on. You know, one one thing I've made out of Potter Party, and I have to mention this because we yeah. have it in the recipe section, is a sorting hat cake. And the cake is gorgeous. My <laughs> cake looked like a hat. Well, it looked more like a cowboy hat, really. It, some sort of hat. Yes. <laughs> and and it is something that's that. And and the woman who gave it to us, uh, Margie Williams, actually is a is a baker, and she did 
a wonderful job with the picture and the directions and everything were incredible. Um, and I made the cake and it tasted great. <laughs> it didn't look exactly like a sorting hat. But it tasted good and well, that and you is could all tell that, that matters. It looked like a sorting hat kind of after one of the battles. But, you know, um, after the bachelor's got the said, perhaps. It really did. <laughs> Post poor crooks hat. <laughs> but that's a good place to wrap it exactly. up. Because as long as it tastes good, everyone's go. going to love it. So for more information, go ahead, check out potterparties.com where we have recipes, costumes, Etc. Just anything that can help you. It's good year round. Right. Thanks everybody for listening. This is Doris Herman and Darcy. This is Rita Peterson, Rita.com. This is Kathy Asanan as Anguinia. And this is the <laughs> real Kim M. Parker saying, <laughs> Hi, John. Saying good night. Time to put on our extendable ears. Listen in on Potter Talk from the people making the magic. Welcome to this week's Extendable Ears. We're excited to bring you some bits of an interview with Mike Newell, the director of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. This interview is brought to you by DuckCommandos.com. That's a D-A-R-K-C-O-M-M-A-N-D-O-S dot com, which is, pu- which is publishing a Harry Potter news retrospective, which was supposed to come out in September, and it's been a little delayed, but it will be out soon. So it's DuckCommandos.com. This interview will be broken up and brought to you over the weeks remaining until... Um, the movie debuts. That's November 18th, for those of you who don't already know, though I doubt there are any of you listening to this who don't. Uh, as we start this file, you'll hear you'll hear Mr. Newell start talking about what he would have done had the fourth movie been broken up into two films, as there was speculation it might have been early on. Enjoy! Well, I wouldn't have done them if it had been, because I don't think that there was... There's enough detail and enough texture for two films, but there isn't enough story for two films. You know, there is uh, a wonderful uh, story for one film, but not two. Um, And the first question that I asked myself was, can I find a... Can I find a spine in this thing which will... Uh, allow me to tell this uh, the story of this book in a single film um, because I'm going to need something that will be a kind of um, scaffolding pole running right the way through it that will unify it all and not simply allow it to ramble on in you know a bit of this detail a bit of that de- detail which is something you know that's very much her style she loves these um, you know separate baskets she loves a bit of comedy and she loves a bit of fright and she loves a bit of this and a bit of that and um and, and the books have a very kind of rambly sort of feel to them but that doesn't make a good movie and um i i found uh for my own satisfaction a very good uh way of uh, pulling everything together and it was that the thing is a thriller this whole year is set up by Voldemort as um, a way of getting the boy sufficiently in his power that he can be cut and can be um, uh, can have um, his blood taken to make this the, the, the potion that will bring Voldemort back and that's a you know that's a thriller I didn't base this on um, 
on anything. I, I watched all three films, and I think that there are brilliant things in um, uh, in all of them, and things to be learned. What I did was simply to make a film of the the, the book that I had, which was appropriate to 14 and 15 year old children. That's what makes the difference. It isn't that you say to yourself, well, you know, there's, there's a set of visual rules here that we've got to uh, follow and, and extend. You simply say, what is the, um, the, 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 the internal emotional life um, of um, a 14 year old and what, you know, what happens to him can afford to be tougher because he's, um, he's tougher himself. And so naturally the challenges grow, uh, grow harder and um, you know, they're, they're, they're adolescent now. They're, they're adults in training. There have been two test screenings uh, of the film, one for children who go right the way down to eight. Um, and we had an audience basically of eight to 14 year olds and then 14 on up through to 60. Um, and the children, uh, the uh, eight-year-olds, had absolutely no problem understanding it, no problem sitting there. They were not um, terrified out of their wits. They were satisfied with what they saw. And they wrote down their impressions, just like everybody writes down their impressions, and I read them very carefully. And they clearly, they, they, they got it and um, were, were, you know, were unfazed by it. Yeah, sure, they thought it was... Uh, it was scary from time to time, and so it should be. It'd be a real disappointment if it wasn't. So I was very, um, I was very pleased by that. And the other thing was that I tried to make a film because I knew that um, it was likely to get that rating. I tried to make a film in which the parents could find as much to interest them as the children did. And I think when I look at it, I'm satisfied that I did that. Uh, and actually what, what happens is that you have, that there are also in this story, there are bad dreams. Harry has bad dreams, which prefigure what's going to happen to him. It's as if Voldemort is actually beginning to inhabit his dreams as he does in number five. Um, we talked a great deal. We talked very seriously. I hope not. I hope it wasn't too silly. But um, we talked very, very seriously about what his motivations were. What does you know? What does he want? Why does he want to come back? Um, what sort of a person is he that um, he wants to come back? What sort of a person is it who wants to impose a reign of evil? Does somebody who wants to to impose a reign of evil actually see that it's evil, or is it in fact for them a kind of good? So yeah, there was a lot of that stuff, um, which is the sort of thing that you go you you, you discuss with an actor when you, you know, when he's getting to really concentrate on the uh, on the part and. Uh, um, that was all very, uh, you know, that was all very, very profitable and not, actually not far off the mark. And so right at the beginning, Harry has a bad dream and uh, it, it, um, that in fact is the beginning of the, uh, the thriller story, but then off they to the World Cup and they discover that the World Cup is brutally disrupted by, well, they don't know who these creatures are, the Death Eaters, Harry doesn't. Um, uh, and everything rolls from there. Hello, everyone. Hey, people. Hello. 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 Hi, everybody. <laughs> you should leave that. That should be how it starts. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the mailbag. We're here with, okay, I'm Melissa. Who else is here? Because there are too many I can't count. It's, I'm Sue. It's Sue. I'm, I'm Kristen. 
And Kristen. And who's who are you? And me. It's John. Uh, Hi, John. John, hey. John you're invading every part of the podcast now. I am. You can't get rid of me now. I'm an infestation. <laughs> I'm like a bad virus. No, you're not a virus. You're like yes. bugs. Beam of joy. That's it. Uh, oh boy. Oh god. Okay. Well, we, so we got voicemails and stuff. Well, we made this little comment last week that people should write us a song and sing it. Oh yes. <laughs> or yes. <laughs> we, we made a comment yesterday for people to. Um, max out our Gmail with 30 megabyte MP3s. <laughs> Much appreciated. No, they're great. We got some good ones. Really great. So let's let's play. Um, let's just go for it. Hey everybody, this is Carrie in Ann Arbor, and I love Pottercast. And I have two short songs for you this week. Look at me, I'm Hermione. Hunting down the four-hour cree. Voldemort, when I'm done with you, you'll join SPW. On board, I'm on my knee. Oh, pause it, pause it. Yay! That was amazing. <laughs> Excellent. I'm impressed. She used Horcree. She did use Horcree. I'm in love with her now. <laughs> well, then I think you'll like the rest of it, and I think maybe we should yes. grant her wish. Yes. All right. Oh, yes, I think so, too. Let's move on. Okay, the second song is really warped. Please forgive me. Greyback loves the little children, all the little children of the world. Muggled wizards late at night make such tasty little bites. Greyback loves the little children of the world. Thanks. And my dream is to sing a duet with John. Bye. Incredibly sick, but... <laughs> but guys, her yeah. dream is to sing a duet with John Noe. Well, who, I mean, whose no. isn't? Seriously. <laughs> hey, we should, oh, all, we should all sing something. <laughs> yeah, maybe at the... Yeah, we'll do that at the sometime. end. At the end of yeah. the world. <laughs> <laughs> As you know it. No, that's oh, she had a good sorry. voice. Sue's Sue a great sing. voice. She did. Let's all listen to Sue sing. Okay. Yeah, Sue, go for it. There now we have some great voices coming up. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, we do. We have some really nice transition, Sue. Let's click the next one. Hey, Pottercast. This is Marnie from San Diego. I was just listening to the latest Pottercast, and John and Melissa were asking for someone to sing, um, to put lyrics to the Harry's Wondrous World and the Hedwig theme. And I actually have already done this before when I um, am waiting for the movies to come out. And this is what it sounds like. I want to see Harry. I want to see Harry Potter. I want to see Harry. I want to see Harry Potter. Hope you guys liked it. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Very cute. Very nice. Well... Anybody that's willing to do it is getting points from me. So I yes. give everybody house points. They're awesome. Absolutely yes. feel the same way. Nobody wants Hufflepuff points, Sue. Hey, watch it. <laughs> what are you, a Slytherin now, you little weasel? Hey. 
Puffles. <laughs> and the easiest way to get too angry is <laughs> rip on Hufflepuff. Or serious. Mark my beloved tofu eating tree hugging. Sue, Sue handing out Hufflepuff points is like somebody handing out celery sticks at Halloween trick or treat. <laughs> it's healthy. Healthy John, for you. that's terrible. <laughs> You know, you know what you're getting in yours. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, God. She's going to take your Chipotle burrito and fill it for the celery now. It's Hell no. You know, you know what comes Ooh, in a, a Chipotle burrito? You know what's in there? All seriousness? You put the chicken. I don't know. You put the cheese. Oh, God. You put the sour cream. You put the chili corn salsa. And you put the rice. And you and put you John on the balcony. You, put, you wrap it up tight with foil. <laughs> You put it on, put it in a little bag, and you bring it to me at the live powder crafts, and ladies get a kiss on the cheek. And, oh, oh no, you are oh, just God. shameless. Be honest. And guys, guys get now. a friendly handshake and a pat on the back. Oh, my God. <laughs> and a dirty look from Melissa. Cooking with John. <laughs> yes, and a kiss from Melissa. No, and a dirty look from Melissa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> For giving him burritos. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get off this conversation by going to the next one. Hey there, Pottercast. This is Mike Weinstein, also known as Bandersnatch on the leaky comments. I was just crystal ball gazing, and I happened to catch a glimpse of the graveyard scene from the upcoming Goblet of Fire film, so I thought I'd give you the sneak preview. Picture this, if you will. Harry, bound to the riddle tombstone, struggles to free himself. Suddenly, Wormtail appears in a spotlight and says... It's the Death Eater Show, with your very special, newly regenerated host, the Dark Lord! Yay! It's time to meet our master. It's time to fight the fight. It's time to torture Harry with the Death Eaters tonight. It's time to put on death masks. It's time to look a fright. It's time to plan world conquest with the Death Eaters tonight. So glad that you could come here to watch our little show. Of course I'm going to kill you, but first Crucio... Lucius Beat Drums! But now let's get things started. Why don't we get things started? It's time to get... Started with the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, dominational. We are what we call the Death Eaters. Oh my! Yeah! Awesome. Yay! Bravo! So funny! Oh my God! And I remember the Muppets show. That was show. great. I love the Muppets. That was oh my awesome. God, Ten so creative funny. points. That was absolutely. What he slithering points? Or I no? can't believe that he can sing like that. Everyone, everyone is called and's got a great voice. Awesome. Great voice, doesn't he? Oh, that was excellent. That awesome. was brave. And then we got, and then we got one that was, um, quite brilliant. Yeah, like just brilliant. Let's do it. This could be a theme song. The Guru of Slot here with a little something for everyone who's got a podcast addiction. We miss you, Man in Black. Oh. Blood Prince made me Log on to Leaky Somehow 
that work of fiction Led to my Potter cast addiction I'm addicted to the Potter cast I don't know, no, no How long this all can last But I yearn, yearn, yearn For Potter cast More Potter casts I'm addicted to the Potter cast. I don't know, no, no, how long this all can last. But I yearn, yearn, yearn for Potter cast, for Potter cast. Melissa's smart and Sue's so sweet. Those muggle boys just can't compete. John sometimes seems like a child Oh, but the girls go wild I'm addicted to the Potter cast I don't know, no, no How long this all can last But I yearn, yearn, yearn For Potter cast For Potter cast I'm addicted to the Potter cast. I don't know, no, no, how long this all can last. But I yearn, yearn, yearn for Potter cast. More Potter cast. Yes, I yearn, yearn, yearn for Potter cast. More Potter cast. Thank y'all. Oh, that was Yay! Yay! Let's all let's all do a verse. Oh, I'm addicted to the podcast. Yearn, yearn. No, no, no. That's just beautiful. The we words should stop now. The words, but I know yearn, yearn, yearn. Yay! I just can't believe how enthusiastic this audience is. I know it's amazing. Oh, it's- they're so creative. Isn't it? Hey, but Kristen, you weren't around last week when um when John made a joke about about how he records the show. Yeah. No, I'm he, he um he was talking about how he records the show and he says he you know, being John says nothing that's actually true and he says that we all send him CDs of our voices and he waves his wand and Mr. Internet fixes it and puts it together. Yes. Well, this I think true. I didn't know that we were this popular guys, but apparently Mr. Internet himself heard it. Yes, he is a subscriber on iTunes. <laughs> he's a subscriber no. on iTunes. <laughs> like all our good listeners. <laughs> no, John's no, actually no, not. Just... We, we got a voicemail from Mr. Internet. Yes. Really? Yeah, let's, let's take a listen. Let's okay. hear it. Hello, Melissa. This is me, Mr. Internet. I'm just calling to let you know that I love your podcast. I thought it was great of Mr. Noe to mention me on the air in episode 9. Everybody in my family has listened to the show, including my parents, Mr. and Mrs. Dial-Up, and my little brothers and sisters, Broadband, Cable, and Satellite. I'm just calling to say... Good job and keep up the excellent work. 
Goodbye, your friend, Mr. Internet. Hey, Mr. Internet. I was excited to get a phone call from Mr. That was Internet. awesome. <sighs> oh, gosh. All right, so that's it for the goofball portion of this week's show. Yes, thanks for that, Mr. Internet. I'll have the sound files for you in a few nights. You can, you can get going with that. Is he related to Mr. Universe from Serenity? Ooh. Oh, he, he's, his cousin is Jeeves, though, from Ask Jeeves. I bet he wears a shiny hat. Awesome. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Oh, John, you're not a Joss Whedon fan. So that's all we have time for this week. We'll get back to your regular voicemails next week. In the meantime, you can contact us at Skype username Pottercast, or in the U.S., you can call us at 1425-2962-445, which translates to 1425-BY-MAGIC, with a K. With a K. M-A-G-I-K. Okay. In the UK, our number is plus zero two zero seven one nine three two eight seven two. That's zero two zero seven one nine three two eight seven two. Don't forget the plus. You can send a wave or an MP3 of your voice to staff at pottercast.com as well. And that's all. Yep. We'll see you next week. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Welcome back, guys. We're at the oh the end. I'm here with Sue and John, who have still no. not come I down just, from the pod, from the premiere announcement. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a whole <laughs> podcast. Tearing apart my still excited. right now, trying to decide what I'm yes. going to wear. That is how excited. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Oh, so you're going to look beautiful. And I can't, but I was laughing through his songs, and I, oh my god, I'm just like flipping out. Oh, hey, you have to make sure you say hello to my mother. Oh, yeah. My mother <laughs> is going to be at the premiere. Hey. My mom, the Waylets have become very close friends. My family and the Waylets have become very close. Um, I, Jamie's like my brother. That whole family, we just love each other. And um, oh, they're taking my mom. That. That's awesome. So she's gonna go by me on the red carpet. She won't. She she keeps oh, telling me no she way. won't stop for an interview. I I keep telling her that I'll be very offended <laughs> if she doesn't stop for an interview. So my mom's too big. My mom, you know, she has to, her people oh, have to get God, back to people? me before she can give me an interview. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, keep an eye out for my mom and make sure you say hi. Hey, Mrs. Mrs. Melissa Mom. And we're going to try and call her. We're going to try and set it up so we can call her from the live podcast. And she's going to she's gonna um, be at the after party. So she's gonna, she's, oh, she'll pass our phone, the phone around. That'll and we be great. Have everybody inside say hello. scoop. That'll be great. Oh, that's that's awesome. <laughs> It'll be funny. It'll be very funny. I can't wait. She got herself a nice smart mm. black outfit already. She is so excited. She's needed a big thing like That's this great. for a while. Oh, this is That's so good. great. We're all going to have such a great time. The podcast is going <laughs> to rock. This whole day is going to rock, rock, rock. <laughs> hey, I, I, I went to <laughs> I went to the Barnes & Noble on, uh, in Union Square, and I took pictures, and I took video, which we will prepare to put online for you guys soon so you can see it. It's yes. so big. I can't even possibly understand how we can possibly fill it up, but I shouldn't say things like that because we've gotten like 550 people emailing us telling us that they are coming. Now, those are the people who actually sat down at their computers and told us that they were coming. Can you imagine how many people yeah. are actually coming? Yeah, it's going to be ridiculous. There's going to be like 100 pounds of Chipotle <laughs> burritos alone I know. in that building. I know. As long as we get coffee, though, right, Melissa? Coffee, coffee. Yeah, and- <laughs> There are so many coffee runners. I I mean, people who work for Starbucks have emailed us to tell us that they will get us a discount on the coffee. Really? 
do they have hot chocolate there? I'm sure. They have wireless like internet there. Chocolate. Oh, this is another really thing. Like they have wireless internet there. So I, I have, I should just, I can't believe I'm saying this. Andrew's going to kill me without discussing it with him first, but we've sort of discussed it. <laughs> um, we want to, if, if, if you bring your computer and you want to, like, blog live cool. from, from the podcast, we'd love to provide links mm -hmm. to all those things afterwards. Um, yeah, that would be really cool. Put up live pictures, put up live whatever you want to do while you're sitting there. What about people who aren't fortunate enough to come to the live podcast sending in um, questions for us? That would be fun. All right, Is don't do feasible? it yet. Hey, everybody. Okay, let's put this on pause. Don't do it yet. I got to talk to Andrew about how we're gonna <laughs> how we're doing this, and yeah. we'll set it up so that you know exactly what to do. But before it comes out, yeah. I'm sure we'll give you a venue through which you can send questions, and we'll we'll read them or play them at the podcast. Cool. We haven't even sorted out what we're doing yet. We, it's really bad, but we'll get on it. <laughs> we got time. We got time. No, we don't. Two and a half weeks. Next week I'm in London. Is the week the after is, is the thing. Out of time. Oh, it's so exciting. Oh, and I'm like New York person. I'm the person, supposed to be the person who knows what's going on here. We're, we're getting on it. We're getting on it. Yeah, do we have a place to stay yet, Melissa? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, no, no. There's been no real update on that front, but... Um, for the moment, the, the place is, is the current place. Oh, this is so, so exciting. And today's cast was great, wasn't it? Those songs, people were awesome. You all... Oh, and Mike Newell? Yes, oh my Newell. gosh, how guy. great. That guy. But yes, the mailbag, my goodness. All those songs. Oh, you guys are brilliant. 40. Oh, gosh, you people. Such talent. Well, there's too much. That's talent. the thing. There's too much. We wanted to put it all in, but it's so long, and we don't want to bring it over to the next week because it'll just keep going on and on. So what we're going to do, haha, is put it in a file that will go up as a subscriber special during the week. Okay. Subscribing is yeah. free and easy, guys. Free and easy. Cool. Free and easy. And it's, and you know, here, here's the thing, and it's not like we have... We got to get all excited about being high in these rankings, you know, which, you know, we, we do a little bit. But really, it, when we're high in these lists, the more people see us. And that means more people will listen to us, and then more people will send in fun voicemails, and more people will mm. send in crazy songs. And it just makes for a more entertaining show when you got more people listening yeah, to the it. Thing so I it's love, better for everybody. Yeah, the thing I love about this whole format is that we can, we've, we're interacting with you guys in a way that we never have been able to before, and it's so much fun, and it just makes us laugh so hard. And so we want to we want to interact with as many as you as many of you as possible. And so, so yeah, go support us. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, please do. I've lost shame. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, John. Do your best, Andrew voice. So. I don't do a good Andrew. I do a. I do a. Hey everybody, please. Don't do Micah. Us. Don't do Micah again. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I just talked to Micah. Do you know what I had to do to convince him that that was not done in the mean spirit? <laughs> no, I, I'm telling him right now we were having fun with we were fun with the, all those melodies. Just kids. you know, just make sure Micah, we think you're awesome, and John making fun of you is is as a compliment. It's a high compliment. It's not making fun. I wish I had a deep voice or something manly like that, man. I, my voice is not, you know, as cool as manly that. Manly so. man voice. All right, guys. Well, I've got some stuff to do to prepare. I gotta go, like, like give give one of others your names and all that stuff. Okay. Cool. So we yes. gotta we gotta get out of here. Okay. Do, do they need uh, to do a background check, social, social security number? And whole deal. Check for felonies. The whole deal. So the picture of you in the sheet is not gonna work. You're gonna have to give him a real picture. Oh God. <laughs> They're gonna be like, now tell me why this kid is yeah. in a sheet. What, what exactly is he trying to pull? Did they to listen pull? to this cast? Did they know about us for real? 
I know, I know that some of them do. I wouldn't put it past. Ah, uh, there are a couple who are subscribed. That I can, I've, I've seen personally subscribe on their computers. So, uh, we're yeah, really hi, nice one of those people. people. We're kidding. Hello. We're really nice people. These, we're sane. These are normal people, sort of. We we couldn't be any cooler, nicer, mm -hmm. friendly people. Okay, guys, let's go. Okay, bye. cool. Bye. Great yep. week. Later. Bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. We've missed it. Now, if you two don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. <laughs> Hey everybody, don't forget to hear the rest of this song and the rest of the other tidbits you heard on this week's podcast. Pre-order the soundtrack to Goblet of Fire at Pottercast.com.